0: Yo, what's up everybody? It's your boy Lil Bucket. Welcome back to BC Underground Hip Hop Podcast. Y'all see my guest. It's your boy Hooper Turn Sanger. You just want to let everybody know where to get your socials.
1: Uh Hooper turnsanger on everything. Hooper T U R N T S A N G E R usually have you on the gram and Facebook and you know Spotify, the same shit.
0: That's fine. That's fine. And uh, you just dropped a project, right? Uh, I
1: did, um, I had a project that I dropped, but we took it down, not the JJ one. The JJ one we kept up, but the other thing I put up was a three-song EP. We took it down because we put the wrong mixes up. so okay.
0: yeah. I was wondering about that, actually. We'll get into that a little bit later, but uh, what what should people be checking out right now that you got going on? What's, what's popping right now?
1: Uh, we just did a... Uh, a single we just released we recorded it and then released it and shot the video called young jj so we got the audio on spotify everywhere and then we got uh we put a video we put up as well on YouTube.
0: Well you you can all check that out on the streaming services on pod, on Spotify. That's what's up. Yes sir. The way I like to start off my show is uh I like to get into just a little bit of like who you are as an artist and how you got into hip hop. Like uh what what's what what inspired you to start rapping bro?
1: Um what, Honestly, like I oh, my dad, really like my dad always um, he always like made jingles and rhymes and stuff when we were kids. And like it might have been corny, but it always got me into like a rhyming process. Um, and then I used to hear any song and then I used to just kind of make my own rhymes out of it. And then uh, I'd really say Tupac got me into rap rap. You know, like my sisters listen to, you know, like Cypress Hill, but they're more like um, R&B. So it was like, you know, I'd get to Cypress Hill and kind of like, you know, that kind of early, early rap. And then I was just kind of meh. But it was mainly Tupac that really helped me with the whole like engaging me emotionally with like his storytelling and his impact. It really, really made a a mark on me with the rap shit. So that's kind of how I got introduced to rap and started liking rap. But then after that, it was just like just
0: being around the homies and
1: drinking and partying and then just kind of rapping at school parties and shit like that.
0: So your name is Hooper, right? Like Hooper Trent Sanger. Does that mean like uh, you? You were more of a street ball legend, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So I went by
1: Ghost. Ghost was my nickname ever since I was a little kid um, for I... basketball because it was you can't see them on the. You know, what I mean, I had a basketball nickname, and then and, uh, and then I ended up playing uh, uh, basketball at a really high level at a prep school in Toronto, and then uh, I got a full athletic scholarship to a school in the states in Memphis. And then I was pursuing my basketball dreams. And then uh, in the meantime, I just had my own little online thing going with YouTube videos, and I built up a name like that. And then uh, I started touring with like all the M1 players across the world. And then recently, I was like, I dropped an album called Hooper Turn Sanger. And then um, I was doing a marketing push and stuff. And my, one of the people on my team was like, we need, to, we need to switch the name up. Ghost is a marketing disaster, right? So we were like, 100 ghosts.
0: Yeah. Yeah, especially it's a, in the rap um,
1: shit Like in the basketball shit There's only one ghost
0: You know what I mean? Right, right You know what I mean? But in the rap game
1: There's still so yeah, many, right? Way too many So it was like But it, it is what it is Because I just That's what Like there's people around the world Who don't know my name Like homies and that I grew up with Like they know my name But they don't Like I remember someone Will be like Mike And I'm like what? Like what the fuck? Yeah. Like you know what I mean? But ghost is just me People still call me ghost Like when someone calls me Hooper I'm kind of like oh shit Like you know what I mean? But I'm learning it, so yeah. So Hooper turned singer. I went for basketball. Now I do my little sang-sang thing. So,
0: how'd you get into basketball? Did you just play around the neighborhood, or I
1: was, I was a hockey player. I was, I grew up playing hockey. I was like phenomenal at hockey, like amazing just- at hockey. <laughs> basketball, and then, at- uh, yeah. And then my 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 mom, um, you know, we weren't that. We didn't have much money. And in, in in about eighth grade or ninth grade, eighth grade. Um, my mom was like, we're taking you out of hockey. You're not doing good in school. So I was like, all right. So I just wanted to channel my energy towards something. A good friend of mine, Levon, was trying out for the basketball team. And he was like, come on, it's free. I was like, fuck it. So that's when I kind of was like, I'm to start hooping. And then I just enjoyed the entertainment aspect.
0: In school, they kind of like let, they let you kind of go around your schoolwork. And, and the games, they're not really while you're doing school, you know. Hockey, you kind of like they got a whole season. It's after school. You got so much time, like your, your homework gets involved. It starts getting uh, damaged, I guess, you could say, just from how much time you're spending at hockey, right? For sure. It's it's dedication, that thing. Like If you're going to be good at hockey, that's all you're going to play. Exactly. And I
1: was cool with that, but it was just like, you know, my heart was broken when I couldn't play no more. I actually was like, fuck life, fuck everybody. I'm going to do something. You know what I mean? And basketball Mm -hmm. is that, so.
0: So after uh after you started touring and stuff and you kind of built your name up, what what was your idea with with going with Hooper Turn Sanger when you branded that? Was did you have like a management team that was that helped you brand this or
1: um it was somebody who was really close to me on like the administrative side of things, who was like we were we were we were uh, applying for um an award show as well as a grant. And it was like I had like three hours to pick a name and like the whole ghost thing was like I didn't give my name Ghost. Like, my first nickname for Streetball was, like, White Magic. It was the worst name ever. So I, I never wanted to give my name. And so Ghost was given to me. And it's just me, you know? But, um, yeah, it yeah. was like I had no idea. I didn't want to name myself. That's kind of like a like a fuckboy thing to do. It's like, yeah, I'm going to go by Zordon. You know what I mean? Like, no, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> and then my homie was like, well, just why don't you go by Hooper Turner Sanger? And I thought about it, and I was like, I was so invested in that project and it, it, it like really helped me find my voice. So I just figured like, fuck it, I'm going to take that challenge on um, of actually branding that. And it's like something that I've really became more like living because so I've been playing more basketball. I've been taking my music shit more serious. I know that I'm not a rapper. You know what I mean? I just, I have this right. like, I just make music and I could sing and, and rap and you know what I mean? So it's, I'm cool with the name at first. It was tough to, to like, I'm like, what am I doing? Right. But then I was like, now I'm like, I'm embracing
0: the challenge of really letting people know who the fuck I really am. You know what I mean? That's good. That's good. Yeah. That's big. That's a big part of being an artist Mm -hmm. is being able to be in touch with your audience. Exactly. Yeah. So now when, uh, when do you think that uh, you really decided that you were going to go serious with the the music stuff? Was it like right after you started, like you got off of the basketball train? Or?
1: Um, well, what happened with the basketball thing is I had a manager at the time. And um, there was a little financial discrepancies going on. And I right, was right. a two-year two deal left with her where she would take 20% no matter if she got me the stuff or not. So I kind of put the ball to the side without like really wanting to put it to the side so that I, my hardheadedness was like she didn't get shit from me so I just started doing music because I always recorded a little bit um but really the last like two three years is when I was like this shit could really work you know what I mean like at first it was so hard for me to win over people who know me for being this basketball entertainer who's like that's been my life like you know what I mean and it's just like now getting nominated for these awards and things like that and getting grants and touring with all these people and like now i'm getting paid for a lot of this stuff it's just like now i'm like you know what this shit's actually what i'm why
0: i'm here is is the entertainment thing and that's when There's, I was like that's two three years. right and a lot of people don't understand that it is getting grants is a big part of the process and you know you got to get paid somehow right so um, yeah we're, <laughs>
1: we're we're really independent and self-funded with everything but when you can yeah. get a $20,000 marketing
0: grant, it helps a lot. Because, I mean, some, some people can, uh, you know, just build up a brand and then build up a fan base and, you know, sell the merch and invest and slowly build their way up. That's how a lot of guys do it, the independent way. But it's, it's a hustle that way. You really got to spend a lot of time, you know, and, yes. and, and invest your time and you can't take a day off. Yeah. But not to say that, you know, getting grants and that stuff is not a hustle, but it's a smarter way to go.
1: Yeah, and but you know what the grant system too. I I know people who have put their eggs in that basket and never got the grants, and it's like could have took all that money and put it somewhere else, right? So probably it's hit or miss.
0: Yeah, it's got to be something that you know that it's going to be a, a solid investment if you do go that route. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's stuff that paid off. Now, have you ever like considered doing like battle rap or anything, or uh, have you done 100%. any battle like? 100%. On- uh yeah yeah how how did how uh, explain to me kind of like your battle style i'm i'm a huge i'm a huge
1: battle rap fan like i'm i'm like even before i was doing rap i was watching battle raps like i love battle rap i know fucking almost everything about not i won't say that because there's people who could trump me in battle rap but you'd be surprised how much of a fucking battle rap head i am um I, i don't my style like like when we get into little cyphers and shit and like I, I could right. really go for the throat. If I had to sit because I don't write my music, I just like I'm not saying I just freestyle every song, but my format right. of writing is a freestyle form where I just turn the uh-huh. mic on and yeah, and I just go. So if I could sit and pen some shit and I know some and it's like I'm getting paid five, ten bands to do it, like these guys are getting paid now. I I would I would like I would definitely I know I could go in on some people. But my, my style when we're just fucking around and someone says something in a little cipher, I'm like, okay, I'm just witty off the top, kinda you know, catch them, rhyme little words, because I got a decent vocabulary, rhyme little words and little ways of saying it to like catch people yeah. off guard. But it's different when it's off the top in front of someone or when you got three months or six weeks or whatever to write. So yeah, um, I'd
0: probably big be the to write. It's a big difference than just going off the top. And that's even been proven in battle rap because they don't do off the top events anymore. It's all, you have to write because of the amount of people who don't have that off the top skill.
1: And that's it's why ten- I think I would be successful is because, I, could, I know I could come with six, eight-bar rebuttals after rounds and then go into my written shit or flip it that in the middle. Like, I'm witty like that. So, yeah, I think I would just be smooth, clever, witty. I could be aggressive. I have some songs out there that was like a rap battle call-out for some people. It was a $10,000 call-out I did. Um, yeah, I saw it that. It was for someone in specific where they didn't take it, and then it ended up getting... Attention from guys like Pat Stay, different guys who were, you know what I mean. They're like, "Well, I'll do it. Let's get it right." So it was like it kind of worked out to be a good little marketing ploy.
0: But no, I, yeah, that was good. That was smart. Now, uh describe to me your music style just a little bit. When um, you go to the booth, what are you trying to? What, what are you trying to say on a mic?
1: I honestly ask any producer I work with. I, I say like they're always hit
0: me on Facetime like yo
1: check this beat. I tell them look if you play it right now I'm gonna end. Email it to me, mail me the key, the tempo, and then the first thing I do is I just put the headphones on. I hit record, and my first time listening to it, I'm already recording on it, and I just yeah. kind of hum out melodies or I'll I'll rap some freestyle kind of not really saying anything but just getting the the you know like tap of the phone ta ta like finding what I want to do, and then you I get little pockets. Yeah. And then I'll go back and fill things in if I want. But really, honestly, I just try and be on, And I feel that's the best way to be genuine and authentic is just because when I used to write, I used to write like 50 words that rhymed and then try and make it into a verse. And I just like, I'd be saying shit that wasn't fully what I was. And now it's like, if I'm coming off the top and I'm saying shit, it's it's like authentic. And it's really me because it's so fresh in my mind. If I just lost a thousand dollars that day, I'll talk about uh, lose my hand, a couple of bands, or whatever, right? Like, I'm not worried about anything, and I don't really care anymore what people think about my music because there is a nice handful of people out there who, every time I drop something, resonate with it and appreciate it. So, it's really those people who I do it for. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm not really overthinking it too much. Big time. I just try to make people happy and like do what Pac did, do what Pac did for me, which is like help me through certain times where. You know, I could listen to his catalog and there's a song for every emotion, you know what I mean? So that's kind of what I'm on. Mean.
0: Yeah, man. Now um when you uh when you when you make like a an EP or a, an album, do you decide if you're going to do, you know, 10 uh 5, 3 songs? How do you, how do you make your track list? What's your what's your mindset for that?
1: So right now, I probably have like 120 songs like just done, sitting in my vault. Yeah, I can and, imagine
0: with your, with your, how quick you can write tracks. You, you probably have a ton just in the yeah. Format.
1: Now, all of them might not be released, but like, for example, so I have a friend of mine I work with, Nav, right now. Um, we're sitting at his house recording and stuff, and then he was looking at all my songs, like, what the fuck? He's like, it's time to start releasing this shit. And I'm like, I know, but I want to do visuals. And then, he, so we sat down and made a rollout So we looked at all the songs we like. So right now we have a project called And One, which I had to take down. But that's a three song EP because in basketball, when you get a layup and foul, you get an extra shot for a three point play. So that's kind of how my form is a three point. So I get three songs on And One. Then we have a couple rollouts or a couple singles releasing in the middle. And then we have another EP called Four Point Play, which is going to which is a three point and one. So that's going to have four songs. And then we're going to have a couple songs in the middle. And then I got an album coming out. So I never really decide. Usually I just go in and whatever my newest shit is that like my girl and my homies are like, yo, you got to put this. I'll throw those on the thing. But um, JJ came about, we were playing 2K and I was the Pelicans and JJ was shooting it. And I was like, Oh, I'll shoot it on him, baby. And I just said it. And then I was like, fuck it. We need a big song about JJ. Right. Cause I love JJ. It was not even in our rollout. And then we're like, we got to release it tomorrow. We got to do a video. That's why the video is not as like intricate and like, Crazy, but it's like quality. You know what I mean. So I really just go off of emotion. Whatever I feel at that time, I put it out. I don't overthink it too
0: much. I think people could really feel raw emotion. You know, and that's something that that a lot of people they don't think about when they make their music videos or something stuff like that. They direct it really well and they get it. You know, looking amazing. They bring all the smoke bombs and they set it up and they have all this crazy shit going on.
1: Oh, hold on. We good?
0: All right. I got smoke bombs right here.
1: I haven't used them yet. (laughs) Who keeps calling? Stop calling me. Okay, we're good. Sorry about that.
0: Yeah, no. And then, but people get, they get it all planned out. And it's just, sometimes it doesn't quite translate to what you direct, what you wrote for your direction or what you had in in mind. And then the raw stuff sometimes comes out the best, man.
1: Yes, I agree. And I think with my background in the streetball thing, it's the same, it's the same uh, format as music, which is go hone your skills, go perform your skills, film your performance, take it home, edit it, give it to the masses. And that's the same with this. Like, I did that with all my – I have over 120 videos online of basketball shit. Now, with this, it's like make the music, do this, uh, you know, go perform, record it, do a video – I I do all my videos. I do everything myself, my mixing, my recording, my master, everything myself. So, um, I just, I just go off of just making it like my palette. Like if I paint something, I go sell it right away or I'd put it out. So not too much thought. So it's kind of, it's kind of easier now. I just got to learn how to get a little better at the technical stuff. And, um, you know what I mean? Like people like that, they'll prepay someone for a video and then have no say, have no vision, have no nothing. So it's like, you ask anyone i work with like i'm super hard-headed i'm like i'm not changing that they're like trust me i'm like no trust me i did that for a reason you know what i mean and whether we bump heads which we don't because luckily i'm what's that
0: like i pre-thought this out like it's my vision
1: exactly and luckily like we don't bump heads but like there's moments where the animosity or the the tension gets a little high and then after when everything's done i you know i'm I'm Pretty decent guy, like yo, my bad. I mean, like, no, no, bro, it's your shit. So I got a great team of people who just see my vision as I see it. And also, when there is a vision that's seen that I wasn't thinking of, I'm super like receptive to it, and I'm okay with adding that into my stuff because I know that the you know, I'm it's not all about like you know what I mean. It's not just what I see. As long as my message gets across, I'm happy.
0: Yeah, yeah, big time. One thing I was gonna say about your writing style is um, when you were talking about how you started kind of you you would write out like 50 words that you know they all go together they all rhyme together really well but then you would write something that doesn't really make a lot of sense you that's a really good writing technique that a lot of people don't realize they're doing and it's building your skills because you're you're getting to the point where you can you've got all these you know songs you've done and then you can look back on them and then you can really say oh you can like, what the fuck was I saying? Yeah, And that kind of opens your mind to, hey, the next time I write, maybe my setup can be a little bit more, like, in, involved with my punchline. And, and you can find ways to have better structure. And you really become a much better writer when you, when you do things like that. And, and, and a lot of kids, you know, that are going to watch this, they'll think, how can I become a better writer? And doing things like that are going to be great, great, great techniques to build.
1: Yeah, I I don't mean to knock it, but it just wasn't for me because I was saying things that just weren't my life. So, like, I have a really good mentor. His name's A.O. T O on Instagram. He's, like, a super professional photographer. He's so successful. And he he told me one time, he said, don't say anything, say something. So I've always (laughs) stuck by that. And, um, yeah, like, that writing technique definitely helped me realize, you know, like, even these days, I'll say something in my music that was a rhyme I might've done, never put out, but I thought of in that format and like little right. words, you know what I mean? So it's, it's definitely a building process. Not everybody can
0: come out. And I, right I think mostly the point of it is to, re, to, so you can learn that lesson that you just, you just said your, your buddy kind of put in, into those, that simple, like four words, you know, yeah. don't say, don't say anything, say something. Exactly. Is, that's a really good way to put it, man. And it, it, yeah. it might take someone, you know, a year, two years of, of doing those techniques to learn that because they might not get that message out of you know even just listening to this and
1: the crazy thing is is he never told me that about my music he told me that about just life like you know what i mean before i even did music and that message always resonated it always stays with me and i pass it on anywhere i can because it's one of the most amazing and incredible things i've ever added into my like life walk you know what i mean
0: now something that i haven't asked a lot of my guests but i want to start asking more is uh, what kind of books are you into? What kind of books do you like?
1: Bruh, I haven't read a book since like 10th oh, hey. grade. Lord of the Flies. Like
0: know. No, it's yeah. good to know. Like you know, a lot of people they some some aren't into books, some people are into books, but my question I re, I asked that question for a reason because ha, when was the last time you gifted someone a book?
1: Um, I've I haven't gifted anyone a book because I feel like that would be like me writing the 50 words out. It's not really what I, that's not my life. Right. Mm-hmm. So say I read a sick book, you know, 48 laws of power, whatever. I'm and I'm like, "Yo, you right. Yeah. So I, I would be like, yo, you really need to read this, but there is a couple books like that people have told me that I, but I just got this crazy ADD. I can't sit there and read. That's why I had troubles in school is like, I'm a smart guy, but from eyes to paper, paper, to eyes, to brain, to pencil i can't do that you know what i mean i rather i just seek knowledge in different ways like i watch things that i need to learn about that and i learn that way but you know um books like i definitely got to read one i definitely it's something i've been thinking about a lot but yeah i don't read books i'm not gonna front
0: no worries brother uh one book that i would uh recommend that you check out is just discipline is freedom by jocko willink
1: discipline is is freedom let me write that down real quick
0: he's a u.s marine he uh taught marines for i think 10 years and he was in the force for 20 years and uh the guy's really helped me a lot with some of his stuff that he's done he's i've read and just listened to on his podcast and crazy great book. I'll,
1: I'll definitely like i'll read up what it like you know like a synopsis yeah. or whatever it is but
0: just just peep them it's dope
1: yeah, I'll definitely check it out. And someone else told me, they're like, because when you're touring and you're always on the road, you should just play audiobooks or whatever. And I'm like, that's fucking smart as hell. Because I can sit there and listen to shit. Like, I'll listen to Joe Budden for two hours, but I won't go read all You know what I mean? So it's like, I get it.
0: This audiobook is actually on Spotify. There you and go. Then I'll probably yeah. I'll probably listen to it. You'd probably listen to it that way and and that's if if that's how you got to get to it i mean that's dope. get the knowledge however you're gonna get it it's
1: really really dope shit dope i appreciate that i definitely do that because even with like mixing and shit like that or video editing i watch a lot of tutorials and i'll even go to sleep with one on and like really like if i'm trying to learn some EQing shit I'll sleep yeah. to EQing and try and like see what I retain, and it works. i been fucking really cool, shit. man. That's
0: really cool because you know I sleep to piano and stuff. Like I just sleep to stuff that calms me down, or like guitar because like I play guitar, so Sick. like stuff that I kind of relate to, right? And uh, that that that's a really dope dope kind of way to look at listening while you're sleeping is stuff you want to learn. I've never yeah, thought of yeah. it that way.
1: Yeah, I just and honestly, it's helped me. Like my mixing game might not be the best, but it's, like, went from here to, like, definitely here in the last few
0: months, when I started doing that. Bro, just, start, just to give you a little glimpse into my mixing, like, I just went from Audacity to Pro Tools. Oh, like, shit. Like, and, start, and I just started checking out YouTube tutorials. So, like, I'm really going to figure out this, this mixing game. But, oh, man, it, did I ever realize what I just stepped into?
1: Something, something I learned is less is more, man. I, I used to do so yeah. much... Hot, high end that. boosting and low end cutting that I'm like why am I mixing so shit and then I started like reversing it all and not doing that and I'm like whoa these shits are sounding a lot better
0: mm-hmm. so it's yeah, definitely it like less is more little, little things here and there and it's mostly yeah I've noticed like uh, get, like with my reverb if I get it too wet it just doesn't sound like much has happened when are it, you well, using
1: it through a bus or you throwing it straight on
0: I bust it, yeah I bust oh, okay. it on Okay. Yeah, yeah just keep toying with it. Yeah, I haven't EQ'd my my reverb. That might be what I'm doing. That's that
1: helps. I know people who do that, but I know people who do that, and I also hate their reverbs.
0: And I'm like, yeah. it's because their fucking EQ they put on it. Like, what tutorials would you recommend on on YouTube for, for mixing? Because I I listen to Wavy Wayne. That's my go-to guy. I just I like his the his uh. His I forget
1: the guy's name, but I, I usually just Google ex- or YouTube exactly. What the fuck I'm looking for, and whoever's got I watch more than one all the time. Like I watch three <laughs> different ones. Take what each person does, the same. Add, you know, it's like religion. I'm not just one religion. I pay attention to all religions and follow what I
0: believe in. You know, beautiful. Yeah, I think I think the greatest thing about looking for stuff with uh, mixing is using specific keywords, like you said. With uh, like, you know, you want to find out what kind of EQ you want. Like, look into high pass filters. Yeah. and see how they work you know yeah. don't just don't just look at the whole because there's a lot of there's like if you've got a seven band eq you're using there's a lot of different fe- frequencies that and that's a lot of knowledge you're gonna have to f-
1: and there's a difference between yeah there's exactly there's a difference between eqing ad-libs eqing <laughs> mains eqing singing eqing reverb eqing you know auto tune vocals like there's so many different ways around it you can't just go eqing and then you got some dweeb showing you one thing that's like for rock bands and it doesn't work for you
0: yeah one thing that really kind of threw me through the loop is i really i, I was just hoping to find like uh, you know an, a, a seven band eq and then just go and find a preset and go to vocal EQ. Oh, i did that and, <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh man these are just tr- I, I can't do that
1: it depends it what microphone you're using what type of like i'm doing i'm, I'm recording mad child's new project and like i'm doing all the mixing, all the recording, and it's like I had to relearn because he has such a high-end dominant voice and I'm more oh. of a low-end. So now I'm like, what the fuck? His shit's not sounding. But he loves it. But now that I'm figuring out, okay, he's got a high-end voice, let me fuck with his... You know what I mean? Boost his lows a little more, make it thicker. Repetition. So it really just comes down to trial and error. Unless you unless you do it over and over again, you're really not going to learn.
0: Repetition. That's big. That's big. Now... Yeah talk a little bit about uh, doing video production. What got you into that? And, like, have you just always wanted to, like, make your own videos or...
1: Um, that my, my same friend, Levon, who uh, we did basketball tryouts together, he was into skating, and um, he, he did skate videos. So I kind of was, like, interested because of that. And then I was like, I'm going to apply this to my basketball. So then I had to learn how to edit and chop shit up to put on the internet because... I used to study my game. after, So I'd record my bit, my games and then I would watch them for hours. So then I was like taking all the highlights and putting them to the side. And then I was like, why don't I put this as a highlight clip? And then every time I'd play, I'd film it. So I had to quickly learn how to get it from camera to computer to program to edit back into what, you know what I mean? So that was pretty much it. And then I created my own DVD which hasn't been released, which is kind of like, I don't mean to like big myself up, but it's like the detox of the streetball world right now. Like people are hitting me up to this day about it and um, it's ready. It's been ready. So, you know, things like that. And then doing like little basketball freestyle tricks and then like different angles and cutting it. I was just really into the the look. And then, um, you know, with the music thing, I was like, it's the same shit. So I just kind of. You know, just started learning how to do it with the music shit. I took it as a challenge. I want to get better at everything. And then, like I said, the more you do, the better you get. So
0: that's really cool. And I cool. like having creative control of my own shit. Yeah, definitely. Seeing it from that, you know, my experience with that is like uh, growing up kind of in the, like, the BMX and, and downhill mountain biking uh, community. Like just my, my buddies there. I live in Vancouver now, but I'm from the mountains at Kamloops. So- and... Uh, yeah, all all my buddies were just downhill bikers and Sick. every one of them would try and get me out there with the camera because I was like the computer guy yeah and they tried the hills so they I could videotape them coming down these huge ass hills and then just jump trying to do a jump and crash 500 times yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. swear to god you guys would break them, them, them their whole bodies up just to get one good shot of them landing it yeah and That's uh you do. Just sit there forever editing you know forever editing the video but a, a ton of my buddies gotten magazines doing that and i mean that it pays off right it gets you across and, and it's, that's it's, the thing too is like
1: i wanted i didn't i wanted to eliminate having the computer guy waiting on his time you know what i mean yeah. because like getting that guy out yeah you can't always be there and then they get frustrated and so that's why i was like fuck it i'm just going to be the computer guy same thing with the studio I didn't want to have to pay thousands and thousands of dollars for some half-ass shit, so let me go and learn it. Let me invest. Let me get a mic, speakers, compute, everything. So it's kind of just like I want to be that one-stop shop. You know what I mean? And and look at the doors that's open. I got fucking Canadian legend like Madchild being like, yo, you're dope. I need you to do my album. And it's like in no way, shape, or form would I have had the confidence to be like, yo, I'm good enough to do your album, but it just worked out like that where he heard me do a record for him. And it's just like it just shows you like you fucking bust your ass And you go in the right direction, you know.
0: Opportunities open, you know what I'm saying? So they come, yeah. And and the thing is, opportunities they don't come every day. When when they when they land in your lap, you gotta take them like like this, pretty much like this. This right here, when you said yes, I would do the podcast, I jumped on. I was like, all right, when tonight? Can we get it? It's like all right, I'm available now. Okay, let's do it. You just got like you jump on things. You know what I mean? yeah when when you can do something do it that's actually one of the biggest things in that book i recommended you is just do it don't 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 uh don't don't like abrasively jump into things without planning but make sure you plan something you don't just let it become a thought or a dream exactly a goal and accomplish it
1: have you seen jay-z's black album or fade to black whatever that documentary is called and that's what they say luck is when preparation meets opportunity. You know what I mean? Like I got people saying, oh, you're so lucky you're doing this project. No, I was just prepared. And then when it came, I was ready. You know what I mean? So it's like,
0: yeah, you gotta, you gotta know that the opportunity will present itself. No, no matter what opportunities will come. As long as you put yourself on the path, they're going to be there. Manifestation. It's a big thing. You just got to get on the path and whatever you want to do, you do it. You just got to do it. Get on the path and get there yeah as long as you don't give up you'll get there
1: that's like Pac. he said real ones do what they want to do bitches do what they can do you know what that's i mean you so, just right. do what you want dude like do do what you want in a humble way but you know do what the fuck you want you only have 24 hours in a day you know i was watching this video showing the math on everything and they're like dude you're only really living this much of your 70 year life or whatever and it's just like holy fuck you know what i mean like Nine to fives are cool. I get it. But I just look at that as slavery. Like I've created my own avenues of revenue and like businesses and I employ people and I hire people and I help pay their bills off of their work. And it's just like, to me, that makes me feel, you know, not like I'm a controlling freak and I want to be this godlike person.
0: Yeah. But it's like, if I can't create shit for other people, what the fuck am I doing? You know what I mean? super inspiring, man. I want to be, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur and I want to be successful. And I think that's the, that's the route is to Ooh. be independent and some people they, they can get to the point where they're independent immediately in life. And that's beautiful. Yeah. And some people, you know, they have to work that nine to five until they can get indep- independent and that's beautiful too, because that's their goal. But I think what's really, really an ugly thing in this world is when people give up and they kind of succumb to the nine to five and they say, this is going to be my life forever.
1: And then you, you if you had a chance to look at it from, like, a higher power aspect, I bet you they weren't that far from being where they wanted to be. You know what I mean? Like, you know that picture on Instagram where they're digging for diamonds and this guy finds a little one and the other guy gives up? But there's this big one under the dirt? It's like that yeah. shit will haunt me. for. I can't quit anything because that will haunt me forever, just seeing that picture.
0: Yeah, man. All right. Well, uh, we're running out of time here. I like to keep these short anyways. No worries. Podcast is in its early stages, but now that we've had you once, I'm sure we'll have you back again. And Thank you for coming to the underground podcast, brother. If there's anything else you would love to say, please just say it now.
1: Uh, everybody, man, go check out Young JJ. The video's on YouTube, and make sure you support BC Underground Hip Hop. It's a real thing. It's a real movement, and uh, love overpowers the hate by twos, baby.
0: What's up, player? Right, bye brother. Appreciate you.